Hello and welcome to a bonus quarantine episode of the Heart of Markness. Caveat, I'm hammered, so uh, take it as it uh, comes, I guess. Be that as it may, uh, the reason I'm doing this is I happened to come across somebody online who had posted in a, a, a forum I was in a performance of Stairway to Heaven by Jimmy Page. Um, he's like, this is the best stairway since 1977. This is Jimmy's best solo. And I was like, I, I, I'm looking at the title, and it's like 102988. And I'm like, why does that resonate with me? And I'm like, oh my god, that's the Jimmy show that I saw. That's the Jimmy show that me and my friend got front row tickets for. Um, the highlight of my musical experience, especially after The Firm. Um, man, that was a good show. And all I've had for decades is a cassette that I purchased in a Boston subway station just walking, you know, to when I was going to school there. I happened to come across somebody selling bootleg tapes and they had the Jimmy show and it was like a super shitty Memorex normal bias dub and it was um, good at best um, and I loved it because I had memories of it so I could relive it you know but um, I'm in this I'm in this forum group and somebody posts it and I'm like holy shit I was at that show and I um, kind of gave a little you know, encapsulation of my memories of it in the high points. And uh, somebody in the room was like, hey, I think I have that show. And then like five minutes later, he's like, hey, here's here's a link to it. He, he, he found it, uploaded it, and then gave me the link to download it within like 10 minutes of popping in the chat room. And it, it was so, and I downloaded it, and it's so good. The recording is so good, and it takes me right back there. And it really is an amazing an amazing show. It's not just because I was there. It's because, you know, the Outrider tour was excellent. You know, I, I hope someday Jimmy releases something from this tour because he has to have multi-tracks from it. I believe um, Arizona was professionally filmed or recorded for MTV, So the, and I think it was used for Westwood One. So I know that there's a professionally recorded Outrider show, at least one, and there's got to be another one. Um, this one is kind of uh, first among equals, because Jimmy's playing tremendously throughout this entire tour, and by tremendously I mean it's the first time in the 80s where Jimmy Page was back. There was no qualifying, like, well, he's good for... You know, there's, there was no excuses. There was no... He was back like he was in Zeppelin, like he was in 1973, I will say. Um, with his acuity, his dexterity, and his focus, and his execution, and his tone. He put a B-bender in a Les Paul so you didn't get that Telecaster sound that I did not like. Um... He was in command of his instrument completely. And this show is like a clinic. Like he's just he's just putting on a show explaining an exposition of why you should be there. This is why you should listen to my music. This is why I'm Jimmy Page. This is what that means. 
and it's so good. And the Firm songs that he plays are excellent because it's not like the Firm wasn't a good band. They were a really good band, and they were terribly underutilized, in my opinion, um, because the songs were just so... Ugh. Ugh. Not great. They didn't have great content to work with, so what they played, they played really well, but what they were playing was not great. And I know there are people who are like, I really like The Firm. Really? Do you? Compared to Led Zeppelin, if I had tickets in my hand, I'd be like, hey, you want to go see Led Zeppelin or The Firm? Would you go, um, no. We, <laughs> we dealt with what we had. It's all we had. And we toughed it out, and we were rewarded in 88 when both Jimmy and Robert decided to start playing Zeppelin tunes again. Hoorah! And um, Jimmy just came out and was like, here I am. This is why I'm the shit. This is why you're here. And the whole show, he played... Um, he played Train Kept a Rollin', so there's the Yardbirds. He played some Zeppelin songs. He played some Firm songs. He played some Death Wish songs. And he played some Outrider songs. And they were all, without exception, fantastic. And uh, I'm going to play a few tonight. I could play the whole fucking thing. But um, I'm going to play a, a few be just that encapsulate the experience and why it was so cool. And uh, this one's way more personal because I was there. And my friend and I got front row tickets from a scalper. I think we paid like 120 bucks each or something in 1988 money. But we were front row on uh, the base side, which was kind of a bummer, but still front row for Jimmy Page. And uh, it was incredible to be there. And Robert Plant was playing the same venue the next night. And he was there. He was there for the show. And I was hoping there would be a jam, but there wasn't. But I did see Robert behind the bass stacks, because I was on that side of the stage. And during Over the Hills and Far Away, John Miles, who's the singer, looks behind the basses, the bass stack and just kind of gives a bow, because it's like, I'm singing your song, dude. And uh, super cool, super cool, super, super cool. And uh, I want to share this with you, because... You know, on a balance, it me obviously it means a lot to me, and I'm emotional because a I'm hammered, but uh, b because this just fell into my life, and it's like oh this was great, and it's not only great because it's a memory, it's objectively great in this recording, which is also pretty great, and um, I gotta cut Jason Bonham some slack because although I don't like his drum sound. On this tour, his playing is top-notch, and he is in sync with Jimmy all the way. He is there. When Jimmy is playing, Jason is there. I almost said Bonzo. Uh, Jason is there supporting that. He knows where Jimmy's going, and he's right there, and you can hear it. And it's not that you know Chris Slade from The Firm wasn't, but he wasn't locked into Jimmy on that level. And Jason, you know... He always had it because he grew up with it and then he was trying to emulate it because he was, you know, for a while, obviously trying to fill his dad's shoes and pay homage to him. And he succeeded and he knew this stuff and it's really good. And, and hearing 
especially in Stairway to Heaven, uh, hearing him right there underscoring and accentuating what Jimmy's playing, making it work. Dude, super cool. All right, all right, all right. Enough gushing. Let's start with... uh, Here, I'm going to... This is Prelude from Death Wish 2. Played on a B-Bender Les Paul, I think. I'm almost positive. It definitely was not his... um, No, it was definitely a Les Paul. Because he came out... um, Totally rock star. So funny. Came out in like a jacket and a scarf and sunglasses and... uh, Holding a bottle of, it was either a smaller bottle of champagne or a large bottle of beer. And he walked out with all this rock star shit, walked up to the mic, and was like, Hello, Worcester, blah, 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 blah. Are you ready for us? We're ready for you. Uh, but first, I want to introduce you to my mistress. And he's taking off all the shit that he came out wearing, like his sunglasses and his jacket and his scarf and the rings on his hand. And, uh,. He puts the bottle down, and it goes, you know, when you, you punk a bottle down, it goes foamy, foamy, foamy all over. It went foamy, foamy, foamy all over his hands, which was funny. And he was cool with it, because whatever, but it was just silly. Uh, and then he came out and he played Who's to Blame, which we're not going to hear, because you don't need to hear it. It's, it's excellent, but I can't play you the whole show, although I want to. And then from Who's to Blame, he went right into Prelude on the Les Paul and you can hear it and it's flawless it is flawless and then without stopping he concludes Prelude and goes right into Over the Hills following the Zeppelin formula of three songs in a row before you have a a chance to breathe you know you'd have rock and roll and sick again and Over the Hills and Far Away before Robert even says good evening. It's it's clever. And he carries it on and it works. And that that's when we were like... That was the first time these guys played Zeppelin songs. Since the end. For eight years, it was their own content. And their own content was good, at best. But it wasn't Zeppelin. <coughs> so, you know, Robert Plant. He had a bunch of really, really good songs. And, uh... Anyway, 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 anyway. Let's, uh... This was the first time we heard Zeppelin. Again. Ever. So hearing Jimmy playing Over the Hills and Far Away was just, oh... Because I'd heard him play Prelude, and I'd heard him play Who's to Blame with the firm. Really, really cool. Great songs. Glad I was there to see it. But hearing Over the Hills and hearing how good it was... Man... And then hearing it again tonight, and it takes me takes me back. So here you're going to hear October 29th, 1988, the Worcester Centrum, Prelude, and Over the Hills and Far Away. I'll be back in a bit. Bye. <laughs>
you hear that? Did you hear the crowd? That's the first time you hear a crowd that in tune and that in sync since the good old days, since like June 3rd, 1973. That was the sound of people delighted to hear that. Jimmy brought the magic. He was demonstrating that he was the magic. He was why Led Zeppelin was so fucking cool. Because, I mean, you hear that in the people. First of all, they're there applauding him. They were everybody in there. And it was a full house. I don't know if it was sold out at the Centrum, but it was enough that I didn't notice that it was empty, you know? Um, Just to see Jimmy Page. And they didn't know if it was going to be good. These are the people that saw him through the firm. These are the people that we're there because Jimmy Page is awesome. I'm here to see Jimmy Page. And then when he whips out over the hills and far away, because not everybody knew that he was playing Zeppelin again. I knew because I was a giant Zeppelin fan. Um, and I saw on MTV the uh, Arizona clip where they played over the hills. But to hear everybody once they realized over the hills was playing, losing their shit, and then losing their shit even more when Jimmy started soloing and then there with him through the whole thing it's crazy we were all so locked into it and he had us just like he did in the old days before all the drugs and the indulgence and stuff it was there he was that had the magic of Led Zeppelin and I and I have to give props to Jason Bonham and uh oh shit what's his name Durbin Laverty uh, the bass player and John Miles, the singer, they they did an excellent, excellent, excellent performance of that. Jason hit everything perfectly. He was right there where he should be, and Jimmy had that under, underpinning to lean against, and oh, so good. But I hope you get what I mean when that that was the magic of uh, of the band of why. After almost 40 years, I'm still a fan of this. Why I'm doing a podcast about it and why you're listening to it. Um, It's so good. And I can't overstate how great it was to hear Jimmy playing at this level. Because he was not playing at this, no matter how much you like the firm, he was not playing at this level in that band nor was he playing at this level at the arms tour nor was he playing at this level on the 1980 tour and nor i would argue was he playing at this level at 77 he may have had times where he exceeded it but night after night i mean this is jimmy's baseline well no this isn't his baseline for 88 because he is putting a little more oomph into this because robert plants there so of course you're just gonna you know you're gonna kick it up a notch and that's great that it happened to be at the show that I was at. And it's great that I happen to have front row tickets for it because it's so good. And I mean, you could, you could grab any show from this tour and probably compare it to this. Um, I'm sure it has a little extra shine because I was there. But objectively, it's awesome. And, you know, I haven't heard an Outrider show that wasn't. So, uh 
you know, maybe it's just beautiful because it's mine. Anyway, what else do I want to play for you? You know what I want to play? I want to play Blues Anthem, which is off the Outrider album. And I want to play it because it's, first of all, it's pretty and it's very simple. You know, it's a very, it, it, Outrider is not a deep album, but it does showcase. It is a sampler of Jimmy's styles. And as such, it's very good and it's well executed. And the, the live tour for Outrider is a trillion times better than the album. The album had good content. The execution was stale. But the live, because he's playing good songs live and he's playing at such a high level, they're fucking great. And we're going to hear it. And Blues Anthem is one of those songs. First of all, he and John Miles are just playing acoustics. John Miles in here sitting on stools and Jimmy's playing acoustic. Uh, Then he goes away and then they all come back comes back with his electric I think it's the B-Bender Les Paul again I think he also had a Paul Reed Smith in there but uh, he plays a really pretty solo and it's pretty I mean it's a simple progression but it's pretty in the way that his solos and thank you are pretty it's it's him uh, just kind of, uh, of dancing in this simple progression progression chord progression and making it uh, just beautiful so let's listen to it shall we blues anthem october 29th 1988 here you go Be so happy, and I'm gonna be on my way. 
If I cannot help you, love, I'm going to play the blues. Let an unfortunate edit as you probably heard he goes from blues anthem right into custard pie and i was just gonna let it flow because it would flow so seamlessly and organically but i wanted to pop in because 
the song is even better in context of the fact that he drops little bits of other Zeppelin songs in it, like The Ocean and Black Dog, much in the same way that Robert dropped samples from those songs in his song from 1988, this time, Tall Cool One. So this whole performance of Custard Pie is both a wink to Robert and Tall Cool One, which was an enormous hit, and Jimmy also played guitar on that track. But instead of uh, instead of using samples, it's Jimmy kind of sh- uh, showing the triumph of uh, technique over technology in that he's not using samples, he's playing them live in the song. And you'll hear what I mean when you hear this. Custard Pie, another Zeppelin song, made me lose my mind, and everybody in the Worcester Centrum did as well because it was just so good. All right, Custard Pie. Jimmy Page, Outrider, Heart of Markness, Earth. See ya.
that was so good. The execution was so good. The band was so tight. Durbin Laverty, Durbin Laverty on bass, John Miles vocals. Um, John Miles, I know he had a, a, at least one hit in England in the 70s. I knew him from uh, the Alan Parsons Project, where I believe he did vocals on the song Stereotomy, which was cool tune and what I can't remember the album it was on. Maybe it was called Stereotomy. That was good too. <laughs> so he was really great. And Jason Bonham, I apologize to Jason Bonham for not holding him in higher esteem. He is doing a solid job in Jimmy's band. It wouldn't work if he weren't playing drums. Yay. All right. Home stretch, people. Home stretch. We are going to listen to Stairway to Heaven, which was played by the band. No vocals. And the entire arena sang along. And Jason stood up behind the drums and kind of conducted everybody and got everybody to sing. And first of all, I want you to hear everybody singing along. It is not corny. It was not corny in the moment. It was emotional because Led Zeppelin is amazing and meant a lot to a lot of people. And it was cool to be there and singing it. And Jimmy made us a part of it for real with that magic of his. And um, it's palpable because he doesn't end the song until we, the crowd, sing the last bit. And it takes a little bit for the crowd to get it because they're like, finish the song. And they're like, oh, we have to. And then they start singing it. And, it. and it's an emotional moment because in that moment, everybody coheres. And it's... Um, it's that beautiful synergy that Led Zeppelin was able to attain, and Jimmy attained it, at least at this show, and I, I argue throughout this whole tour. He was on top of his game, folks. He didn't play bum notes. Everything he played, everything you heard, he wanted you to hear, and it was really good. So listen to Stairway to Heaven, and the solo is just incredible. Just incredible. Man, and, and I'm sure he's in it. Steve Tyler and Joe Perry from Aerosmith were here, or there, rather, at the show as well. They got name-checked, and Robert didn't. But, um, like I said, I saw him, and he was playing the same venue the next night. So Jimmy amps it up a little bit, you know, showing off in front of friends. It's so good. Stairway to heaven, everyone. Listen to it.
And just like that, and just like that, <laughs> he made us believe again. If you can't hear the magic in that, trite, trite stairway to heaven, vocalless, it could be cheesy. Maybe it is cheesy. Maybe this is just rose-colored glasses. But, um... You know, if you can't hear... First of all, if you can't hear the, the, the passion and feeling in, in his playing. But if you also can't hear how perfect Jason and the rest of the band are behind him, supporting that. Jason's listening to what he's playing just like just like his dad did he's listening to what jimmy's playing and supporting that and underpinning that and because he's playing zeppelin songs and jason is a zeppelin fan and had listened to the live bootlegs as well he knows what to play and it is so good man this was an emotional night so anyway i hope you enjoyed this i will upload this whole show so you can listen to it as well at heartofmarkness.com you can follow me on twitter at heartofmarkness join the facebook group heart of markness good people there good people good good people no it is it's a good good group of folks so uh yeah and this is the bonus quarantine episode in which i got super wasted and listened to a show that i went to and had very emotional responses to it all right. Thank you, folks. I'll be back Thursday with another Led Zeppelin podcast, and I may or may not throw another bonus episode in here before then. Okay. Zarite, zarite. All right. Be nice to everybody. Bye-bye.